what's up, guys? Welcome back to Real Talk, an unfiltered, unbiased podcast. My name is Sean Costantino, and I'm joined by my co-host, Connor Martin. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We went dark. Yeah, we went dark for a little bit. Um, yeah, we're drinking right now. Um, Sean, Sean threw his phone off of a dock. Uh, I didn't throw it off a dock. Uh, I hope everyone had a, a nice uh, July 4th weekend, you know, Monday off. Um, hopefully everyone had fun i didn't have a lot of fun my phone um unfortunately fell into the ocean so i didn't have another phone for about two days so i've been i think over the past six weeks because i got my last phone six weeks ago over the past six weeks i've had a not had a phone for cumulatively a week total i've been without a phone for a week in the past six weeks and uh for my reason for going dark post game seven instagram live with a drunk james from boda was uh brutal for us and I uh, haven't really wanted to talk about anything since then. It's been a brutal, brutal couple of weeks. The Islanders got eliminated in game seven. Uh, I'm still sick, sticking to aisles in eight. If they want to play again, I bet you we'll beat them. Um, for those of you guys that are unfamiliar, we had a little bet going with Boda Sports. We now have to eat a spicy fucking dose pepper chip or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the Pocky one chip challenge. Yeah. We have to do which the one was, chip challenge and drink UV which was in everybody's which was in everybody's local 7-Eleven or Walmart or something like that. But apparently, over the past three months, I don't know if they caught wind of our bet and everyone just you know bought them out to make us suffer. But it, it looks like we're going to have to spend. Not only did the Islanders lose, and we're upset about that, we have to spend about forty five dollars for a fucking chip that's going to ruin our assholes the next yeah, month. Yeah, that plus the UV blue, which is – I'm actually more scared about the UV blue, to be honest I, with you. I'm not sure. If you look up videos of these people eating these chips, I am – I handle hot things very well, but this thing looks like it's going to absolutely murder both of us. Well, it was one thing I was hoping we wouldn't have to do, but we're going to have to do it now. Um, as of today – you want to congratulate the, uh, the Lightning or no? Do you want to no, they it? won the Stanley Cup in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference That's Finals. That's true. That is true. The Canadians stood no chance. Yeah, as of today, we uh, we now know that there is a back-to-back champion in the, in the NHL. Congrats to them, I guess. I mean, I I didn't watch a single game of the series. I didn't. Neither did I. And I, I couldn't do it because it was just – it wasn't even worth it. Like, the – from what I was seeing on Twitter and all the shit that I was hearing on ESPN and all the, the highlight reels, it was an absolute joke of a series. They won in five, the gentleman's sweep. Montreal had that token win in overtime. So, I mean, they made it a little bit interesting for their fans, but Tampa got to close it out at home, which is, I guess, always good. But um, yeah, the only thing that was good that came out of that series was that picture of Vasilevsky that they were comparing him to the, the Willy Wonka girl, Violet Beauregard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the man, he's the same size and weight as uh, Carey Price, and he looked like he was he was like double the size. I know. Oh, Vasilevsky. Um, no, I mean, we're not going to recap game seven because it was, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah, uh, there's, there's no not point. much to say. The Islanders were a short-handed we, we goal fucked, away. We from fucked up. We, we, just, we, didn't even, we didn't even want to recap it. Really. No. We kept pushing it back. In all honesty, we, we, had, we tried to have a podcast like the past two weeks, and it was just like, there's no energy for it. The Yankees suck. We'll get to that later. The Islanders lost. There's no football going on. They're the Mets just refuse no to play games because anything. of rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't play any full games because they play seven-inning doubleheaders nope. every other day, and then they get rained out at least once a week. And, I mean, we don't really follow too much NBA on this part, but this is, this is mostly a Nick Stan account. Uh, my pick for the NBA Finals has been going through, but we'll talk about that later. I, yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, it was just – it was a disappointing – Ending to the Islanders season, we thought we had all the, the magic with the Coliseum. And the fact that I actually heard someone say, it, we kind of like take this back lightly just because they were playing so well. The fact that they were able to get to a game seven in the conference final in, again, well, it was it was six last year. But if the yeah. fact they were going to back-to-back conference finals after losing their captain like two weeks into the season. That's true, it's too. ridiculous. Yeah. Like People the leadership that- on there, it's crazy. Like you forget the captain in hockey is actually like one of the most important pieces. And we lost our captain a couple of weeks into the year. And we were able to make it to game seven of the Eastern conference finals. So I'm proud of the guys. Yeah. It's hopefully they're going to bring back Sezikis and most of the guys that are uh, unrestricted free agents. Got a couple of RFAs. We'll, we'll do a little off season um, hockey. Well, people review. Hold on. to that point with Sezikis, people are so stupid because they were talking about what he sold his house on long Island or something. Yeah. 
because he just had another kid and I think he's like mm-hmm. moving into a, a bigger house. Everyone, people take something, they take an inch and run a fucking mile with it. It really the, is. Um, the headline I saw was Sezika sells his house on Long Island, but they forgot to mention that he bought another house on Long Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, he bought a, he sold his house and upgraded and people are like, oh shit, he's gone. He's gone. And like, no, it, he's, th- this team is um, in, in sports like hockey team, uh, like the team aspect of it is highlighted. And this team has a special bond. You could tell just by the way they were playing this year. Oh, hundred percent. You could tell by the way they played. I mean, even look at like Montreal, despite them losing in the, in the Stanley cup, look, they weren't supposed to make it to the, whatever uh, conference finals you want to call that Toronto. All the momentum hockey is so much about momentum and about team play. And the Islanders keep the same squad together and add like maybe one more superstar. I saw Tarasenko wants out and I know he's pretty expensive, but I, I don't know. It's a little, too. it's a little bit. Yeah, I know it's a little bit too early to be talking about that too. But if they added another guy, like another score, like a real score, they they'd be another. I mean, they're going to be a problem next year, anyways. But yeah, the same the, the three names that I'm seeing in the way too early preview for free agency and for all hockey offseason stuff, the three names that I was seeing a lot were Tarasenko, Ovechkin, and Parisi. Mm. So I mean, those are all bona fide scores. I mean, one of the best scores of all time, but. No, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because they do need to add. They need a, a bona fide score and maybe another piece on that power play. But mm-hmm. we'll get into that eventually. But uh, to the stuff that's happening right now, as of today, it is Friday. A fucked up Friday, I guess, kind of quasi. Kind of half pretty early today, so I started drinking. But um, NBA Finals, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are up 2 nothing against the Bucs. Suns in four. It's – it. Why can't Giannis shoot a free throw, dude? He airballs at know. least one free throw a game, and it's just. I mean, he takes he, he takes enough fucking time. Maybe he should stop taking too much time because he's thinking it in his head. Listen, obviously, you and I used to play basketball. We weren't the best. We're you know, I'm five foot nine. And we are and we are tiny white guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm even tinier. But there was one thing that I was absolutely insane at all the time throughout my entire childhood playing basketball, and even when we played when we were in the park, free throws. I just don't understand how people can't fucking make free throws. It's it the really, whitest thing you've ever said. <laughs> dude, it really is. I don't understand how you can't make free throws. How you can jump eight, 81 inches out of the fucking ground like you're wearing goddamn moon shoes from 2005. You remember those fucking things? The bouncy those shoes, moon yeah. shoes. Yeah, whatever. How you can do that, how you can do a turnaround jumper, how some of these guys can shoot threes, all these flashy passes, and you can't take a little bit of time out of your day to make some fucking free throws. It starts at the college level too. You can see it. Um, it used to be like just an NBA thing. And now it's all these young college kids that are doing the one and dones and like guys like Ben Simmons and like the top prospects coming out of the, the one, one and done colleges, they're shooting like 54% from the free throw line. I'm like, dude, it's, it just, it drives me nuts when I see people do that, but I think it is funny. I don't know if you saw any of the game last night. They had that 8, 8K camera or 10K camera, they fucking call it. Yeah, and they were just focusing on all those fans and all the Valley kids in, in Arizona. They were doing the countdown on Giannis to yeah. the free throw. They get so, so hyped when they do that shit. You know what's so hysterical? Funny. You know what's hysterical? A year ago, or I guess not a year ago because it was during COVID, two years ago, I guarantee you that fucking stadium, that arena wasn't even halfway filled. And now all these drunk idiots yeah. are going to the games. I kind of like it, though, because you see all these characters going to the games that have absolutely <laughs> no idea what they're doing, and they're just on their seventh Coors Light, and they're just spilling it all over themselves being an idiot. Yeah, it's all the kids rolling out of the valley. They go to their pregames in the valley uh, backyards, and then they roll over to the Suns fucking game. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously the Suns don't have a huge fan base in Phoenix, but it's funny seeing like the gorilla mascot running around and all yeah. these fucking rowdy surfer dude looking motherfuckers coming out of the hills. It's uh, it's interesting. I don't think it'll be as as kind of cut and dry as uh, as everyone thinks it is. I think it's still going to go six or seven, but yeah, no, I don't. No, I I think it goes five. I think the Bucks will. I think Middleton will have one of those games again, like he did against um, who's it? Who they just play again? Brooklyn. Yeah, against Brooklyn where he put up like 35 or whatever and carried the team. Giannis, this is the thing too where people have to stop jumping the gun. Remember when Actually, everyone was comparing? It was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? Yeah. It was Brooklyn then Atlanta. Hey, right, right, right. You're right, you're right. Um, 
people have to stop comparing so quick. Remember when everyone was saying Giannis is better than LeBron? He's going to be the mm-hmm. next LeBron. LeBron can make a free throw. LeBron can hit a three. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people criticize LeBron for never taking that last shot and being a little bit of like afraid and anything and everything. But if it came down to it, he would take it. And for the most part, sometimes he would make it. Giannis, there's not even a, a shadow of a doubt in my mind that if when he has the ball in his hands as time's running out, there's no way they're winning the game or tying the game. He has no moves to go to. He has no jumper. And everyone's just going to collapse on him when he drives to the hoop. And if he gets fouled, he's going to miss him. There's nothing yeah. that he can do that's going to elevate a team to win a finals. I talked about it a little bit last uh, podcast when we were bringing up Giannis. He's not a bum. He's not, he's not like a washed up player. He just doesn't have – he's a superstar that doesn't have a way to create his own shot. Yeah. If he's not driving to the hoop and trying to like dunk or like throw up a layup, he doesn't have like a post game where he can kind of do some post moves and get open and take a jumper from like 10 feet. He doesn't have a mid-range game where he can pull up and transition and do use the pick and roll to his advantage. He's not a ball creator. He's, he's an interior guy that's like a slasher with no jump shot. He's like a fast break machine. Yeah. You want him on the fast break. Yeah, it's it's, and he does a lot of, on the defensive end. Don't get me wrong; he's a top oh, five yeah. defensive player. Um, but it's just you gotta, yeah, like you said, you gotta pump the brakes with these LeBron comparisons. Top three, top three comparisons where they're saying, "Oh, he's a top three player in the NBA." I don't think so. Um, he can definitely carry a team, but this has been the thing, and this has been the theme in Milwaukee for the past couple of years. Giannis is a stud. Chris Middleton is a bona fide two or three. They just don't have enough help. I mean, Drew Holiday has helped them a lot this year. If you ask any of the Milwaukee fans or any of the games that I've seen from him, um, he's definitely an upgrade from what they've had in the past with Bledsoe. Uh, they just need another – they need one more piece. I feel like they're like one young-ish emerging star away from becoming like that superpower. Like – you know how how like now you have you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, um, and and that team around them is kind of scrappy, and they have some role players throughout there. But you have those two young guys in Booker and Ayton, and then you have the wily vet like Chris Paul to kind of bring them together. And he's still a superstar in his own right. So, like you said, it comes in threes in the NBA. You have two star guys can only take you so far. I mean, look what happened with uh, with LeBron and AD. I mean, they were hurt for most of the year, but you need – unless it's a caliber of LeBron and AD, I mean, they won the title, what, in the bubble? Bubble title? Yeah. Last year. Unless it's, like, two top three players, you need a third, like, top 15, top 20 guy to kind of roll through, like, like the, the big three in, um, in Miami or in Boston or in Brooklyn now. I, I can see Brooklyn if they retain all those guys being that team next year to kind of carry them through. But it's just – I, I don't think it'll be as quick of a series as everyone thinks. Um, I think Milwaukee will probably win game three and most likely game four. I think it's going to come down to game five. I think it's going to be that swing game. And then whoever wins five is going to win six, I think. Um, I don't have a pick either way. I picked the Suns in the beginning of this uh, the playoff bracket to win the whole thing. And now that they're playing Milwaukee, I have no idea. So it should yeah, be interesting. I think uh, Sun, Suns in five. I think Milwaukee gets a game and then the Suns just – I mean, I'll Chris Paul and Booker are playing, they're playing way too well right now. And even DeAndre Ayton, like Monty Williams, like I don't know if you saw that clip, like he was giving a pep talk and everything. He's DeAndre Ayton's coming to his own in this playoffs. Like he's playing so well. And like I was, I mean, really he, got a, he got exposed a little bit last night, but um, he's been for the most well part, like the most part. he's doing a really good job, especially in the paint, especially when Giannis is coming into the paint too. But yeah, I'm going Suns and Suns and five. I have them losing to the Lakers <laughs> originally yeah. when we when we had yeah. our bracket. So it's not I'll a good one for, for my bracket. I'll take them in six. Um, I think it's Suns and six. I think, like I said, I think Milwaukee gets at least one game at home uh, in three and four, and then whoever wins game five, I think it's gonna be the Suns at home. Um, actually, the NBA does two two one one one, right? Or is it two three two? I don't know better know. than. Me. I think it's I think it's two two one one, but for some reason I don't know why some, some they they either used to do it or they still do it where it was two three and then the last two games were in the, the home court advantage for the, mm-hmm. the higher record or whatever. But it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, I'm excited to see game three, especially now that they're down two zero because it was the same story against Brooklyn. Remember, 
they got blown out yeah. one and two in Brooklyn and then everyone was writing them off. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they, if they have one more kind of push and they can get off the mat and rally, or if they just kind of fold, I don't think they will, but it's uh, it's interesting. So that's probably tomorrow night. Um, other than that, there wasn't much NBA news. Um, you had James Harden getting fucking busted with a little baby. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah he got busted for having weed on him. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> him and fucking, what's with all these NBA players getting busted in the offseason for weed? Alice Crusoe got arrested at Texas A&M. <laughs> how are you going to disrespect the NBA champion like that? Just let him rock. It's a, it's a fucking, like uh, Shikari Richardson, the, the letter oh run. Yeah, I put, something, bullshit, I put something on our story about that. That's absolutely I know, I saw that. It's, it's the Olympics crazy. are a fucking joke anyway. They're calling I mean, this the 2020 Olympics. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. They're not even changing it. They, they're they so fucking lazy. They're like, yeah, we're just going to call it 2020. I thought it was a misprint I, when I first saw it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? But, yeah, I mean, it's decriminalized and everything, too. I mean, look at look at Michael Phelps, too, when he was smoking and everything, too. And the fact that – the fact of the matter is if it makes – it's not even going to help you out either. It's not like she's fucking injecting herself with steroids <laughs> or HGH. She or, smokes She smokes a blunt before a race and she runs faster. That's not how that yeah, works. Like, yeah, that's not how it works. Listen, if that's how it works, I'd be a fucking superhero right now. Okay, I wouldn't be doing <laughs> podcasts. I'd be, I'd be hit. I'd be the Shohei Itani of every sport. I'd be playing baseball, basketball, and football if that was the case. Just let her run. This shit is so stupid. And, uh, oh man, so good. But before we jump into MLB stuff, I know we got a lot of Mets and Yankees to talk. Some All Star breaks, some uh, trade deadline stuff. I do want to give a shout out. It was a great fucking game. Um, the Vanderbilt Mississippi State game. Mississippi State got their first ever uh, national championship in a yeah. team sport. Like they're one of like three Power Five conference teams that have never won a team sport national championship, and they finally got one in baseball. Oh, I didn't even know. And that. they and they beat um, Kumar Rocker in that game three. Yeah. To, Those are not to close hot. it out. Yeah, no, he's and he, like his ERA in like. Um, I think it was like elimination games or like game three, something like that in series in the playoffs. It was like under one. It was like 0.7 something. Ridiculous. I mean, Lighter and Rocker are both going to be top five picks in the draft coming up. Um, you know, they're actually doing the draft Probably during both. all-star break. Oh, nice. The first time they're doing it. That's going to be interesting. But yeah, uh, like you said, top five picks. And they're probably both going to go to division rivals at four and five with the Red Sox and the Orioles. So that'll be fun. Yeah, no, that'll be uh, that'll be fun for you guys, especially with an offense that can't hit right now. Yep. Um, the, the the division rivals keep getting more and more pitching. I mean, those guys won't be ready for another two or three ish years, but still. Yeah, I know. I'll let you do your little Yankees diatribe first because this it's the bigger story. Let's be honest. Out of the two New York teams, the Yankees. Yeah, being they're the bigger. It's a bigger story than the Mets. Obviously, team. because we've talked about this numerous times, everyone writes the Yankees off as like that team at, that's going to 100 percent win the AL East. They're, they're gonna get serious to the, favorites. Yeah, they're gonna get to the to the ALCS, and they're gonna be in the World Series probably against the Dodgers. That was everyone's preseason pick. It's everyone's preseason pick every single year, and they have these <laughs> aspirations every single year. And what happens every single year? Nothing. Nothing's happened in over a decade. So, I think this year has finally brought Yankee fans back to reality because every single year, it's almost like Cowboy fans. Jerry when Jerry Jones goes, this is our year. It's like Yankee fans. This is our year. This is our year. Okay. But it hasn't been the past couple of years. And you keep acting like it's your year. I, I don't understand what's going on with them. They can't can hit. I, they can't pitch. They can I say something three, about that before you go what, into your before you go into what, your rant? The whole sure. like it's been our year kind of thing. Like they, they have this kind of blind arrogance in management. Yeah. Any Yankee fan that was born pre um or like post 93, 94, they haven't really seen, or no, it was any, I'm thinking about like our age, like in the mid twenties, like yeah. you could even go like 30, like 30 to now, 30 year old Yankee fans haven't really seen that many good teams because you're too young to remember the nineties teams. So like, for, for example, us, we're yeah, they 96, 96 when, we're yeah, 96 they babies. We were born that year. So you wouldn't remember that. You wouldn't really remember 99. Not, yeah, you wouldn't remember 98. Yeah, maybe the Subway Series. I mean, I was I, I don't remember much about it. Um, and then oh, it's more so it's more so historical events to fans, and it's more so like bragging points or argument points, even though we didn't witness it or mm-hmm. we had nothing to do with it. it but this is listen, the thing that no, this is not thing a delusion. Yankee fans, Yankee fans. This is the thing that most delusional Yankee fans don't understand. 
there's this like, I mean, yeah, you guys have had good teams that have made the playoffs and made a deep runs in the playoffs, but since 2009, there hasn't been that many good teams. I'm like, I know. You've had a couple of wild card berths, a couple of runs into the ALCS with heartbreaking losses. And there was maybe one team in there that was fun to root for, that 2017 team. We talked about this last time. They're not fun either. They're they're not likable. I just want to know from an outside looking in perspective, where does this fucking arrogance come from, from management one and from fans two that are our age being like, we deserve to be. This is bullshit. This is the this is the worst Yankees team I've ever seen. They got to do something. Fire the manager. Fire this. Fire that. Where well, I told is this you, it's all about. That it's that all about. It's it, all right? about. It's all about being spoiled, right? So you've been spoiled. Whether the whether they win the World Series or not, they're constantly good and they're constantly fighting for it. So there's always that. Okay, we have a fighting chance. And the first thing everyone does if you talk about someone's sports team is they get defensive. And when people get defensive, they get a little delusional. And when people get delusional, they say things that A, aren't true, and B, just don't even make any sense. And that's what we're at at this point. Like everyone Daniel Jones for Offensive Player of the Year. Everyone thinks that people can solve the, the problem. Everyone thinks that they, oh, I have a solution. Oh, this will solve the problem. Get rid of Boone, that'll solve the problem. Get rid of Cashman, that'll solve the problem. There's problems. The problems lie everywhere, literally everywhere. Doing one thing is not going to solve it. You can't pitch. You can't hit. It's almost like you guys don't care. And management doesn't seem to give a fuck because it doesn't look like they're trying to make moves anytime soon. Brian Cashman is, I would say, 99% to blame at this point because he's the person that has put this roster together. And whether he succeeded in the past doesn't matter right now. We're talking about the future. You can't be immune to failure just because you had a couple of good seasons in the past. Whether or not... People and the media like Aaron Boone for whatever reason, the players really like him. And he's the only reason they're playing right now. And it seems like they play for him. And I don't think getting rid of him being still in contention with the wild card is going to do you guys any favors. I think you let him ride this season out because the, the only reason the players are playing right now is for him. Whether he is actually getting mad when he gets kicked out of every game or he's doing it just to hype him up it works and that's when they play for him i think cashman is the problem and i really don't know what to do to solve it i would say i agree on most of what you're saying i would have to probably take it one step higher too i would even go up to steinbrenner at this point yeah i think that oh yeah how a lot of the delusion a lot of the delusion comes from the fact that his dad used to be that fucking baller, bo- uh, baller owner, throw money at a problem, light up the fucking media, do all this shit. And he is, he sees this team more as a business or like kind of a, an investment where mm-hmm. it's about bottom line and it's about all this shit. I don't think anything's going to change unless the Yankees completely bottom out. And like you said, they're not they're not firing Boone midseason. That's just not something they're going to do. Yeah, All these people that want to bring in Buck Showalter right now, which I think is a good option, um, kind of becoming full circle because he's the one that got replaced by Joe Torre uh, in 95, 96, I think it was. Yeah. Um, all these people that think that they're going to fire Boone midseason or fire a hitting coach or a pitching coach or something like that, it's not going to happen. That's They're too arrogant and they're too stuck in their ways to do that. I think Steinbrenner has to take a fucking look in the mirror and be like, well, what do I want to do with this? If attendance starts to drop and people aren't paying 40 fucking dollars a, a night to park at Yankee stadium, and $21 for a fucking hot dog. Did you see how much of the subway series did you watch? Um, very little. So Pete Alonso hit a, a game tying home run in the ninth slash seventh of that fucking yeah, double that header. Yeah. And it sounded like City Field. It was a majority of Mets fans, and that's the oh, no. first time in my I did twenty-five years on Earth that I can actually remember Yankee Stadium sounding like a Mets-run ballpark. It was a weird feeling for me because that's usually not the case, and I'm wondering if maybe that kind of woke up ownership and woke up Cashman and was like, "All right, we need to figure something out here because the Yankees aren't just going to sell." That's never been their mentality. Even that year that they rebuilt in Jeter's last year, they never had a a below 500 record. They were able to rebuild in one year going like 83 and 81 or something, whatever it was. And they were able to fucking do it that way. And 
not upset the fans. They were able to flip the farm system, have young players come up. And then this team has just been kind of a disappointment. And it's interesting to me because that, I mean, they've been playing shitty still. Like they lost, I mean, they won the series against uh, Seattle. No, I mean, they're and four and six in their last 10. They're not playing well. They're because they were, they were losing games in a row. People forget they were a couple, they were well above 500. They were 10, 11 games above 500. Now, just because they're two games above 500, everyone's like, oh, they're playing a little bit better. They're still playing the same. You know, they're winning game, losing game. They're four and six in their last 10. It's not like they're going on any winning streaks. They were, should have taken the series from the Mariners. That, that last loss was bad. And now they're playing up the Astros. It's just it, they're not in a good position right now. And what I thought was going to happen after that Subway series, like they won the, the night uh, half of the doubleheader. So they, they ended up not getting swept. They won the last yeah, game. That was the saving grace. And I thought that that might have turned them around where it was kind of a wake-up call. Like, hey, we just got our dicks kicked in by the division rival in our home ballpark, or not division rival, the crosstown rival, in our home mm-hmm. ballpark, maybe we should pick it up. Or maybe there's like a piece we can call up, a, a Floreal, a Davey Garcia, something like that. Nothing happened, and then they just kind of went on being mediocre. So are the Yankees done? Is, is it over? I, is, it I, Kunsel, I, is it Kunsel the season? What's, the, what's today? Today is I will July tell you 9th. right now, on July 9th at – 3.13 p.m. It's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Happy um, birthday, Papa Castellino. The Yankees will not make the playoffs. You heard it here first. Right now, there's no way with the division. They've only scored three more runs in the Orioles. The Blue Jays are playing well. The Rays are playing well. The Red Sox are playing unbelievable. I, unless, unless the Yankees sweep the Astros this weekend and, and turn it around from here on out, all-star break and everything, I do not see them even – I wouldn't say sniffing because I'm sure they'll be within four to six games of the wild card the entire season, but I don't see them getting into the wild card. Let me put this into perspective for all the listeners at home. The New York Yankees are in fourth place in the American League East right now. And, yes, they have an above 500 record. They're 44 and 42. But they are nine games out of the division on July yep. 9th about going to the All-Star break. And, well, like four and a half out of the wild card? The wild card, you have – Three teams ahead of you, not including the top two teams, and you are four and a half out of the wild yep. card. And it's it's not even like – it doesn't even seem feasible to me at this point, just with the way that they've been dead offensively and in the, the bullpen now. It's yep. leaked into the bullpen with Chapman. Um, He's fucking terrible. I got, I got one more thing I want to ask you. You've already consoled the Yankees. Yep. That's, the, that's the big thing. We've seen that yep. on July 9th. Sean is consoled. Three thirteen p.m. Um, do you sell? Do you flip a Chad um, Green? Do you flip? Uh, I don't even know who you would flip at this point. A DJ. DJ is still under contract for three more years see, after this year. See here's see do here's the bad a, thing. A Kluber when he comes back. A, I, I don't think so because here's the thing. I think you wait till the off season to make moves because right now I don't think anyone's taking them with their contracts. They're not playing well and like I said. I said they're not – I was almost going to say they're not going to sniff the playoffs. They're going to be in contention for that wild card. They're going to think and they're going to have that mindset, we're not selling, we're making the playoffs. And they're so delusional and ignorant that they think that they have a, they have a chance to make the playoffs. So I legitimately think they're going to be buyers and they're going to go after one of the big – they're going to go after somebody. They're going to go after an arm. They're going to go after an, a bat. I'm telling you, they think that they're still in this and that's what they're going to do. It just drives me nuts because I see all these fucking SNY tweets and we even put it out like trade targets for the New York Yankees. And it's all these big names. And I'm like, one big name isn't going to change the yeah, fact that this team anything. is a, a problem. What, you're going to get a Trevor going, Story, another right Going and back. getting Trevor Story is not going to yeah. help. Going and getting Kyle Schwarber for a season is not going to help. No. You know what would help? A name that I don't think we even brought up that for some reason they're thinking about trading him. I think it's because he's got one year left and they think that they can sign him in the free agency afterwards. Freddie Freeman is a name that's being talked about for trades. Hmm. And this would have been something that maybe in the offseason would have been better because you have a full year I to would, kind of get him. I would very but, much like Freddie Freeman on the team. But I mean, that's that a guy who hits over 300. He's a left-handed bat at first base. And this would have been something that maybe earlier in the year you could have tried to kind of flirt with and say, yeah. hey – We'll give you Voight and 
name your prospects. And then you have your Freddie Freeman. They'd be like Voight and Torres and Florial and (laughs) the reigning MVP. At this point, are you like locked in on Glaber Torres? No, I'm not locked in on him, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sell him for a 31 year old um, first baseman on an expiring contract. I mean, that would be one of those where you would have to, I get yeah, you would have to give him, him up. You'd have yeah. to sign him. And you're going to have to, if you're, if you're under the impression that you're not going to sign him, you're not going to give up as much, but I don't think the Braves would take anything less than one of your top guys on the major. League I would roster. say, yeah, I would probably take two, but let me, let me just, I have a one little, I'm a little pissed off about this and this makes no sense. I think everyone in the MLB community should be pissed off about this. Did you see the promotions? that the Houston Astros are doing for their series against the Yankees. No, I didn't. Those cheating scumbag motherfuckers, bro. So to start off the series tonight, they're giving away, right? They're giving away replica 2019 AL champion trophies, not the world series, the AL. So what they won against the Yankees on Saturday, on Saturday, they're giving away 2019 AL replica rings, not World Series rings, AL rings against the Yankees. On Sunday, they're giving away Jose Altuve jerseys. <laughs> I don't know if it's – I don't. they might have buzzers on them, though. I don't know if it comes with buzzers. Oh, my God. Yo, shout out, to the, shout out to the Houston Astros marketing team because that is fucking perfect. It's not that perfect. Is troll level you as an MLB, but you as an MLB fan – and everyone as MLB fans, when Ron Banfred did absolutely nothing to them, and they have the audacity to basically laugh in the face of the Yankees organization, the Yankees players, fans, and the rest of the MLB, because like we cheated for this. Fuck you. Oh, that's the equivalent of an Allen Iverson step over. That's right pathetic. Hundred percent. It's pathetic. Houston's a piece of shit. I hope they get a <laughs> fucking another hurricane. And the thing that scares me now is they're going to do all that this weekend, and the Yankees are playing so shitty. Could you imagine if you go in there with all those promotions and you get swept? No. And it's a possibility, too. I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't a possibility. I don't know who's pitching, but even your top guy right now, big old, uh, for Pete's sake, Garrett Cole. Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. For, for Pete's sake, Garrett Cole. He can't find the fucking no, strike zone. I'm telling you, I, Nestor, Cortez is going, Nestor Cortez is going tonight, and he, he's going to fucking – he's holding the <laughs> – I bet you he's going to go like seven innings, two hit, oh. five strikeouts, no runs. But- and there's, there's one more trade. No, well, before we get into the Mets, there's one more trade thing I wanted to bring up. It was something that was floated when Robinson Cano was uh, before he got popped for PEDs again. Would you trade a large shit contract for another large shit contract and give up pieces to get that contract off of your thing? Kind of like one of those NBA trades where you're matching. So you're contracts. saying like, so you're saying like me trade somebody with like three Stand. years. I'm asking if you would trade John Carlos Stanton to someone for a yes. bad contract, but not as bad contract. But but he's on give a up deal. and give and give up like prospects to do it. Uh, yeah, depending on who the prospect was, but absolutely, Stan's contract might go down in history as one of the worst. Not because Stan's a good player, but Jason Dominguez. He, he no, 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 not even. That's a no go. Not even, not, not even a thought in my fucking head. What about, what about a combo of Florial and I'm not going to say Davey Garcia, Michael King. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would do that. Michael King, Florial and Stanton for, I don't know, Schwarber. a one year deal of yeah, someone making like 20, 30 plus million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I would hundred percent do that. Even though you're giving up those top guys. Cause that yeah, was a question that was floated for me. I, I think I would have done think, it, but. I think Michael King, I, I'm not a fan of Michael King. I think Florial is re- going to be a really good player, but there's the Yankees farm system so deep and, and they keep accumulating all these outfielders and stuff. And I, another name that's circulated too is Starling Marte. Um, another righty. So I think Florial could be, yeah, no, not a lefty bat, but I think Florial could be replaceable, especially if you're getting uh, Stan's contract off your fucking uh, out of there. Well, that's the that's thing that's, that's killing be, the team. going to be the biggest downfall. Oh, yeah, it is. You can't – because you can't have those two $300 million guys on your roster, especially when Stanton's a glorified DH at this point. Yep. And, and at this point – Sanchez soon. Well, that's what I'm saying. At this point, you got to just put him in the outfield. You have to. 
I mean, you can't just have this guy, although he's been hitting lately. I'll give him that. He's got, he's got his average up to what, like 270, 275, something like that. He's been playing pretty well when he's, when he's healthy, but you can't just have this guy being in your DH role, clogging up the roster and, and you're not able your to money. do anything because you can't move around. You, no one's going to take his contract. You can't bring in guys that would fit the team better because it just doesn't make sense financially. It's the whole thing is just holding him down. And I'm, I feel bad for Yankee fans because you were trading nickels and dimes to get a fucking MVP. And then he turned into an absolute dud. Yeah. Like everyone thought Jeter was giving you guys such a good deal. You gave up like Starlin Castro. Yeah, everyone thought he was like undercover, like going in cahoots with like the Yankees. And was just gonna like, if, if that was the case, you should have gave us fucking Christian Yelich. <laughs> That's another guy. I think we talked about that last time we brought up the Yankees. It was, um, um, sorry, I'm seeing live. Uh, this is a live reaction here. I, I posted a story of uh, a little teaser that we were recording today and uh, Boda Sports said, damn, you know, it would go well with that UV blue. <laughs> so we're still getting chirped on that. We'll, we'll circle back to that. But no, the whole thing was any left-handed bat at this point, just to even out this lineup that's not Brett Gardner would be perfect. Yeah. But I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, let's talk about some good baseball that's been going on. The kings of the seven-inning doubleheader, my beloved New York Metropolitan. I wouldn't say good. I let me just say one thing. They're okay. They're because good baseball the division, They're okay. The division's not that great. <laughs> and just because the Yankees are so bad, it's like overshadowing the story. Like the Mets really aren't putting up that money runs either. The Mets are kind of streaky. The difference too, but... it, the difference is the pitching. Our top three guys right oh, now yeah, yeah, yeah. No are doubt. incredible. Oh, um, absolutely. We were talking, I, I was hearing uh some sports talk on the New York radio station about who the Mets should have looked to acquire at the trade deadline. And everyone was in agreement that it has to be a pitcher. And at this point we were bringing up names like Jose Barrios, the, the stud on the, on the twins, who's having a, a kind of down year, but this is like a 23, 24 yeah, year old stud. And it's funny to think about it, but right now if we went out and got uh, Jose Barrios and Josh Donaldson. It would be Barrios would be our fourth starter. He would be our fourth starter. Which is absolutely absurd because we have Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in the history of baseball. And I'll plant my flag right now and saying that he's the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. Um, and then you have Taiwan Walker and Marcus Stroman who have both been pitching to an under two ERA, which is fucking absurd. And the back half of the rotation has been kind of mix and match. They got that new guy, the Tyler McGill, who's like yeah. a fucking weird ass name and giant fucking bodies, like six, six. Uh, he pitched well in the, for his first couple games. He was the one that got checked coming off the mound on his uh, his debut. Yeah, his debut. Checked for yeah. stuff. But right now we're we're fifty four or fifty four forty five and thirty eight. We're in first in the NL East. We got a four game lead, and they've been kind of just treading water at this point. Like we said last time, we did a little review. They were four games up. Still, it's been two and a half weeks. We're still four games up. We're starting to get guys back. Like Brandon Nimmo came back. J.D. Davis should be on his way back. We got Mike Conforto back now. Some of the starters are starting to come back into place. Uh, Francisco Lindor has been up and down. He's been mostly up lately, but he's still got like a 220 average, which is fucking ridiculous. And then you got Pete Alonso that's starting to heat up. He's been, he had uh, was two homers in, in the same doubleheader against the Yankees. And he's been driving in runs. Jeff McNeil finally cleared a, a walk-off hit. Yeah, but that doesn't RBI. count. If you hit a homer against the Yankees, it doesn't count because everyone hits home runs against the Yankees. <laughs> but still, but still, it's encouraging to see how this team is actually playing. We got a three-game set against the Pirates. Um, yeah, well, they're doing a actually they're doing a doubleheader today. It should be starting at four o'clock. Oh my god, bro! Because they got rained out again last night. One? Yeah, they got oh, rained yeah. out again last night. Yeah, you're up in New York. Oh yeah, got hit by some fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Oh yeah, dude, it was pouring here last night. But yeah, no, the Mets they're going into the. It's funny their leader in batting average this year is a long. So at 257. <laughs> 257. I'm looking <laughs> up the stats brutal. right now. But um, but you know, it's 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 encouraging to see them in first place. I'd like to see them go add some pieces after the trade or after the uh, the all-star break and before the trade deadline, just to like kind of get some life into this lineup. The guys that are supposed to be performing aren't, which is concerning, but we're pitching so well, even in the bullpen. We're pitching so well that it 
hasn't really mattered. Like you can score two or three runs a game and get away with it, but that's not going to last all year. And I know at some point they're going to go into a downslide where they lose six, seven straight because they're not scoring runs. So it doesn't have to be a fucking Cespedes type acquisition, but it could be just a couple of veteran bats where like you bring in guys, like they're looking at, um, uh, who's the guy in the Pirates? Adam Frazier. He's Adam Frazier, like 323. Yeah. He's an all-star. They were looking at Josh Donaldson. Um, and then the big one, which I wanted to bring up because we were talking about trade deadline stuff, the big one. I don't know if you saw the tweet that went out today from um, – who's the baseball guy? Ken Rosenthal. The Cubs are officially in sell mode. Yep. Big one, Chris Bryant. That would be the big one. Um, he's another one on an expiring contract, so that would be a yeah, – you have to hope to sign him or it's a rental. I'm actually hoping it's kind of a rental if they can get him. If you could get Chris Bryant for one year on a stretch run, win the division and have that pitching in the playoffs, probably make a run. We have some, some prospects in the system. There's a third baseman in Brooklyn right now, Brett Beatty, who's a first-round pick, like a top-10 guy. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him. He's, he's about a year away, big lefty power bat, another one that we perfect in Yankee Stadium, but ha-ha, suck a dick. Um, he's like a year away. He could be like their next third baseman. Plus, they're not sold on J.D. Davis because he's been hurt and he hasn't performed when he's been healthy. So they were going to flip uh, one of their top prospects, like Ronnie Mauricio, who's a shortstop. And that's a guy that we have a shortstop for the next 12 years. So why would you need that? They say he, he could play third base. He's, he's tiny. He's like a buck 75. Um, I would flip him. I'd flip J.D. Davis. I'd give him some of our young pitchers. I don't fucking care. You get me Chris Bryant in this lineup, and then that gives you that kind of shot in the fucking arm. Who knows? Like, but Would you rather you- have – this is what, but you made a really good point because the Jose Barrios trade, I didn't even realize you could you could package and get Donaldson too, and that mm-hmm. would meet two not needs because you don't really need another starting pitcher. Um, but would you rather have Chris Bryant and have given up more of your farm system, or have Jose Barrios be able to sign him maybe for a short term deal afterwards and have Donaldson just for this year and give up a little bit less? I think if I'm not mistaken, Barrios is still under contract for a year or is two he? afterwards. I okay. think he's got, I don't think, I think he's still in arbitration. So I think he's got like two more years of control. Maybe oh, okay. Three. So that's even better. So, so that would be the better, that would probably be the better route. I mean, obviously Brian's the better player. Yeah. Obviously. Selfishly you want Brian. But Donaldson for a year, you plug him in at third base. He's your everyday third baseman. You don't have to worry about VR or Davis or Guillaume yeah. or whoever the fuck they're playing over there. They'll give you a couple home run, a bunch of home runs. Yeah. And he's a veteran presence and a guy that's been there. Glover, yeah. yeah. But the, the real piece of that trade would be the Barrios thing. So I think you'd probably have to give up the same amount to get Bryant that you would to get Barrios and Donaldson. And Donaldson. So yeah, obviously yeah, I, I, would, I would go that route. It would still be a Mauricio. It would still be probably that outfielder they drafted a couple of years ago, the Pete Crow Armstrong guy, another first rounder. It would probably be him, maybe a pitcher, and then someone off the my, uh, major league roster, like a J.D. Davis or a Brandon Nimmo, something like that. I'd be okay with that. I just don't want to touch the third base prospect, Beatty. We're not trading the, the catcher, Alvarez, who is supposed to be the next fucking like stud. He, um, he's like our – I think he's our number one prospect right now, actually, and he's in Brooklyn as well. I'm not touching those top two guys. I'd give up – some of the guys on our major league roster, but like I said, Barrios is interesting because he's got a couple years of control. If you're looking at rental guys, I, I heard the name that made me cringe before that was uh, floated around Jay Happ. Um, that scared the shit. That scared <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, Sean just coughed. That scared the shit out of me when I heard that name. I said, absolutely got me like, not. I got scared. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, not Jay Happ, but no, Barrios is interesting because he got a couple years of control and when he's at his best, he's a fucking bona fide ace or a number two. So like, mm-hmm. if you throw him at the top of that rotation, and then you don't have to, you don't have to worry about starting guys in AAA or bringing up guys to make their debut. They had a guy last night that pitched PJ Stock, who actually pitched against them for the Cubs like a couple of weeks before. They grabbed him off waivers, threw him in there. He threw like four innings, and then they send him down again. So like, they're they're plugging and playing at this point, but they definitely need to pick up a pitcher and. Probably a third baseman. That would be my guess because everywhere, everywhere yeah. else is pretty much full. I mean, you could go and get a real center fielder, but Nimmo has actually played pretty well. He's uh, yeah. upgraded his defense. He's getting on base. He's one of those guys. But uh, 
yeah, no, third base and, and a back end rotation guy would be perfect for us. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, I just uh, fucked the Houston Astros. Honestly, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how you guys Who, play. Oh, here we go. Let's uh, let's have let's have a little pick. Who who's your pick to win the um the home run derby? Are you going back to back? Are you going Alonzo? Oh, dude, it's back to back. Polar right. bear season, dude. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Joey Gallo. That's another guy that's on the trade block. Yeah. Um, and that was another guy that, that I heard floated for the Yankees. Yeah, big left bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big lefty bat, old. Probably. It'll be interesting time. too. Uh, we can we can talk a couple names. Uh, Scherzer traded or not? Um. Right now the Nats so. are in fourth. He got lit up last night. Uh, yeah. Do you see? He gave up that. Gave the home run to the, the pitcher. relief pitcher. Yeah. Relief pitcher that just no, got it was a grand slam. Slam. It was a grand slam and ended up losing the game. To his, to, to, uh, to like to to be fair, the pitch it was a, like a nasty. It was a curve. It wasn't a bad pitch. Ground. No, it no. wasn't a bad pitch at all. The pitcher shouldn't he shouldn't even swung at it. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy definitely ran into one. But uh, Scherzer, you're gonna say no? I don't think he gets traded either. No. Um, there was one more name that I wanted to throw out there. Who the fuck was I thinking of? Um. Shit. Oh, yeah. It was the guy we, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago that I said would be a good pick for the, for the Yankees. Cedric Mullins. All-star. Uh, probably. Because, yeah, because I don't think the Orioles – I think every time the Orioles just have that player that's the only the only guy that's on their team, they're just like, fuck, the we got to get rid of him. The Manny Machado. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just got to get rid of him because we're not going anywhere anytime soon, so it's better to get rid of him. Yeah, I, I bet you we get traded to like a – Probably out to the end, somewhere in the NL. Okay. And I'll give you one more close to home. Chad Green. Yeah, get him the fuck out of here. He gets traded? You want him? Yeah, you want him? I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, take All him. Day long. Yeah, take him. We'll give you uh, We'll give you Robinson Cano back. You can have him his <laughs> retirement ceremony. All right, sounds good. He's, he's back on the books next year for $24 <laughs> yeah. million or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that'll be our – is it, it going to be for – Depending on what side of New York you're on, it's either a trade deadline or a, ta- a trade dreadline. Yep. Like that. Dreading every, dreading every day. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, like, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like Yankee fans are legitimately living in Tom Hanks' fucking <laughs> Groundhog Day. That's what, that's what it feels like. Oh, but the thing man. is, we can't do anything to better our situation every day. Nope. It's just, just stuck. a fucking thing. Purgatory. But all right. You want to hop into uh, what do you want to do first? Do Let's Rushmore do the uh, trivia. yeah we'll do we'll do the Mount Rushmore which we decided to stray away from we we did uh, movies or actors before and their movies um, Connor was a little confused last night when I texted him I, I probably should have been a little bit more specific too but you know cut me some slack I haven't had a phone in a little bit I kind of forgot how to text and everything um, so we're gonna do Mount Rushmore of cookie flavors everybody loves a good cookie and I think you can go first because. Because I, I fucked it up and was doing specific yeah, because cookies. You, yeah, yeah. So now I actually want to know. All right. I, I mean, think I told you. Number one on there has to be the fucking fastball. Just straight chocolate chip. Yep. It's got to be the fastball. I, a nice, warm, soft chocolate chip cookie. Yep. Whew. I mean, that's that's got to be the top of everyone's chart. I don't care who you You are. like a chewy cookie, right? You don't like a I'm crunchy cookie. I'm a big cookie. chewy cookie guy, yeah. Okay, good. I, people that like crunchy cookies, I don't trust them. I, I don't trust them at all. No, you, I mean – yeah, I, I understand it if you wanted to dip it in milk or something, but and then it makes it chewy eventually. You're basically making a crunchy cookie chewy. You, that's not a crunchy cookie. It's a chewy yeah. cookie. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's it's a weird dilemma there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no chocolate chip right down the middle. Fastball. It's 99 down the middle. Um, yep. I don't know if this counts as a flavor. I don't know if this counts as a flavor, but I'm just gonna do it because it has to be on there. On anytime you're talking about a cookie, it has to be on there. It's an Oreo. Oreo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have to go with an Oreo. I don't know if you would consider that a flavor or not, but fuck it. I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a, sure. Like a Unfiltered, unbiased. I'm breaking the fucking rules. You can do whatever you want. It's your mouth. <laughs> right. I'm doing number three. Hmm. I got I got a couple I can think of here, but I'm going to go with um, – what are the fucking the peanut butter ones? The snickerdoodles? That, did you say peanut butter? Yeah, it's got like peanut butter in it. That's, that's not – oh, the peanut butter buttholes? What? Those little like cookies with the Reese's oh, in the middle? Fuck. 
No, 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 no. This is like a like a peanut butter flavored cookie. It's got like cinnamon on it. Snickers. They're not peanut butter flavored. Snickerdoodles are just fucking like cinnamon and brown sugar. I don't know. Fuck it. It's not peanut butter. Man. What the fuck is wrong with your taste buds? You're, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, number four on the Mount Rushmore. I don't know how to describe it other than just the fucking coconut Girl Scout cookie. Like the Samoa? Yeah. I didn't want to yeah. name it because you're going flavors. You, I, if for those of you guys, the backstory on this one, Sean asked me what my top four Mount Rushmore of cookies were, and I gave him specific types of cookies. Yeah, he's but like, I Dude, think you're I the flavors. Only, I think you're the only person that, if someone had asked you, you would have said like Oreo, Chips Ahoy, something. Everyone else would have been like, "Oh, all right, I like chocolate chip. I like lemon or peanut butter cookies, like <laughs> something like that." Yeah, there's lemon cookie, like lemon snap or ginger. Yeah, snap fucking losers who don't know what they want and aren't going. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not on my list. I'm just saying, but whatever. All right, you but got your list. That's my Mount Rushmore. You got your 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 list looks like it was made up by a fucking six year old child. <laughs> I almost went chocolate chip and then cookie ice cream sandwich just to piss you off. <laughs> but all right, I'm gonna just run Mount Rushmore really quick. Yeah, fastball right down the middle, 10, 103 Chapman, but this time it got taken deep. You didn't I get taken 450? <laughs> yeah, chocolate, I'm go chocolate chip. That's just a given. Um, then I'm going to go with an oatmeal raisin. I love me a, a good oatmeal raisin cookie. You can never catch me dead fucking eating a raisin, but it's something about oatmeal basic raisin. white bitch. What are you talking about? Oatmeal raisin cookies are fire. I fucking love them. My aunt makes some really, really good ones, but that's mm-hmm. got to be on there. I love those cookies. Um, number three, I'm going to go with your <coughs> peanut butter flavored snickerdoodle, even though it's not peanut butter flavored. It's peanut butter. No, it's not. We can put it, we can put a little poll out if there's peanut, peanut butter, butter and snickerdoodles. It would probably make it taste significantly better, but it has no peanut butter on it to begin with. So number three is going to be snickerdoodle. And for my number four, it's a pretty underrated one. You either love it or hate it. A lot of people probably haven't even tried it. White chocolate macadamia. Nut. That's I've had it. I don't like the macadamia nut, but the cookie bark's fire. I love it, bro. You're a big nut guy, aren't you? I, I love nuts. Fucking nuts are good. Nah, nuts are good for you. Like a nice <laughs> like, handful of cashews, almonds. I mean, that was a tough one for me because I'm not a sweet tooth guy. Like, I have a, I get a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and it lasts me like seven months. So, yeah, I'm not a big ice cream guy. Like, just sweets in general, I'm not a big guy. Like, you ask me, like, what kind of chips I eat? Fuck yeah. Maybe we'll do that yeah. next. We'll do the Mount okay. Rushmore of chip brands. But, okay. uh, or we could do like Dorito flavors or something. And there's only like one. Oh, there's, there's one. What? Spicy nacho. Spicy That's nacho? It. Yeah. That's it. yeah but all right. Well, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we'll, we'll cap it off with some trivia because it's been a while. Um, I went first for the Mount Rushmore. Do you want to go first for trivia? Sure. I will go first. This is, thank God it's summertime. Summertime leads into some football. I can't wait for some football, especially because the Yankees suck. Um, so we're going to go to some Giants history. So in the, history of your, yep, in the history of your New York football Giants, which quarterback holds the record for most rushing yards in his career? Well, it's not Eli. I think it's one of – I'm going to go throwback, and it's like one of the – actually, I don't know if he played long. Are you sure? You know, you can always me, ask for multiple choice. Let me think about it. Okay. I think I might need multiple choice here because there's a couple names I'm thinking about. Go multiple choice. All right. <clears throat> for your multiple choice, it is Frank Tarkenton, Phil Sims, Daniel Jones – and YA Tittle. So I was right in thinking it wasn't Eli. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not Eli. I think we both have more rushing yards than Eli. I'm going to go with my gut. I don't know if he played for the Giants long enough to have their most rushing yards, but he was kind of a rushing quarterback. I'm going with YA Tittle. YA Tittle would be incorrect. Fuck, is it Sims? God damn it. Shit. You know what's crazy? Daniel Jones is already fourth. He's close. Time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Because, I mean, he's running for his fucking life the whole time. I don't know if you yeah, guys saw on our, our Instagram page, I put up a, a TikTok that I had seen. 
from FanDuel of all places. They put up a fucking TikTok. It was the the Family Guy. He takes Chris. Joe takes Chris to the store to get fucking slacks, and he's like, "I want blue jeans." You're getting slacks, and it was dubbed <laughs> over with Daniel Jones, and he's like, "It was like him," and he's like, "You ready for all these wide receivers?" And he's like, "I want blue jeans," and it was like an offensive line, and he's like, "You're getting slacks." <laughs> just load him up with receivers and make him run for his life but yeah yeah no he's uh gonna be offensive player of the year this year yep call definitely call put that down put some money on it connor's smart picks <laughs> get him connor you probably can't even money you probably can't even get a line on that to be honest they probably don't even have him <laughs> you probably the, ask them and they'd be like after like ask my bookie to be like hey what would the odds be on daniel jones winning offensive player of the year and he'd give me like like, dude, so just give me a dollar. Me? Just give me a dollar, and if it happens, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Yeah, he's like, you fucking with me? Like, How no, drunk man. are you right now on a scale of Daniel Jones winning Offensive Player of the Year to zero? But all right, I got my trivia question wrong because obviously I'm not a true Giants fan. But uh, I got a Yankees one for you, oh and it was something God. that happened um, on this date. I don't know if you've seen this. Very Jeter's thir- three thousand hit. Yes, it happened July 9th, 2011. Yep. He hit it. Uh, it was a 28th player and first in the Yankees uniform to collect 3,000 hits. That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. Who did he hit his home run off of? David Price. You saw that on Stat News, didn't you? No, dude, I, I was watching it live. <laughs> I was literally waiting. I was. How old were we? How long ago was it? 2009? 11. 11? 2011. So – Ten years ago, yeah, I was waiting for Cape. I was waiting to go to Cape Cod, which I'm going to tomorrow. Hopefully, I don't get attacked by a great white shark. And I was recording it on my BlackBerry Curve, and he hit it. And you just hear my dumbass mom in the background, like chanting, like "Yay!" like clapping. But yeah, I remember it was off of David Price. All right, fuck. That was too easy. I'm giving you another one. That was yeah. That was way too easy. And and you yeah. That was too recent too. Even if I didn't know that, I would have seen it today. <laughs> I already knew it. Uh, let's see. Mm, I don't like this. This website's strange. The stat muse? Yeah. I'm trying to go. All right. Here's a, a recent one. We're going NFL. Just general NFL. Okay. Aaron Jones, since 2019, has 30 scrimmage touchdowns. 30 touchdowns. Okay. Who is the only player in the NFL that has more touchdowns? Since 2019. I, I, I don't um, – all right, since 2019. So it cannot be – it can't be McCaffrey because he was hurt last season. Um, it's got to be like Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. I'm going to go with Derek Henry. He's two for two, folks. Let's go. He is two for two. Let's go. I mean, that was that one was pretty solid. Um, it doesn't tell you how many Derrick Henry has, though. I just I was thinking more. about the rushing. Tu- I'm just thinking about yeah. how many rushing touchdowns he had. Mm-hmm. I do like the stat news website though, because it gives you all the fucking stats you can think of. Yeah, I'm just looking at the daily ones. I probably should have dug a little bit deeper, but let's go. Damn, Sean's two for two on trivia, and let's I am over one. That is uh, that is rare. But hey, we we missed you guys. We appreciate back, you guys baby. listening. Um, we're gonna come back hopefully with trade deadline information. Hopefully, we have another podcast before the fucking trade deadline goes off. Yep, um, it's summer. Sean loses his phone probably about over under two or three more times to the, this this summer. So no way. I'll take that <laughs> bet. I'm not losing. Okay. This. Um, we will be back. Hopefully, we'll get you that uh, content out there with the fucking one chip challenge. Oh yeah, we got to make a date for that. We're gonna we're gonna schedule a date for that because we, we're putting it off, hoping hoping it goes away, but it's not going away. It's not. Um, and then we're gonna come back with uh, NBA Finals recap. Hopefully, we get a good series out of that, and then a little bit more off season talk for hockey, for basketball, and some foosball. A little bit of football. We got training camp starting up in a couple weeks. So a lot on the table. We will be back. I'm not going to give you guys a date because we are super inconsistent. Yeah, not promising anything. Don't make <laughs> promises you can't keep. New videos every once in a while. Whenever <laughs> we feel like, like it. Every time I say that. Whenever we feel like it.
again, we appreciate you guys. And uh, if you haven't already, like and subscribe and do all that yep. crazy shit on Anchor. Go follow Spotify, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I will probably be throwing up a Twitch at some point this weekend with my FIFA squad. Nice. All right. We Don't embarrass us. Guys. Oh, no, never. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys later. Peace out.